1: The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us here at the beginning of this uh, week, and uh, of course, we are um, building the bridge to conversation and thank you for coming along with us as we do that daily um, once we get past this corona thing, I just can 't uh, activate the the call ins for me. Uh, the way I do it, uh, because I don't have anybody here to screen my calls uh, for me. And y'all know how you can be. You can be, you, know, you never know. You have to screen those calls. <laughs> you don't know what you may be listening to up in here if we don't screen the calls. And so uh, once we um, get the calls, get back uh, normal, and it looks like we're we're breaking through uh, to do that, we will uh, be letting you engage with the conversation as much as possible, but take away from this uh, on a daily basis and share. With others, start a conversation with what we talk about here on the C.L. Bryant Show. I want to thank our flagship station, Red State Talk Radio, the Talk Monster, the largest talk platform in the nation, most listened to. And if you're traveling through Times Square, which is beginning to wake up, oh, you're to have signs of life in uh, Times Square. And if you're traveling through there, look up above iconic. Ripley's believe it or not and there you will see the uh red state billboard and talk billboard there above Ripley's believe it or not and every hour 24 hours a day the C.L. Bryan show does pop up there on it also want to thank Loving Liberty uh for bringing us into their family as well as um other terrestrial stations around the nation who re have us in replay and if we're not replaying in your uh area or if we're not there live in your area hey tell your station managers you need to get CL show in, in here so we can flip it on uh not only on this app with uh, if you may have but also on your your terrestrial stations as well you know hey um the dialectic process words Us talking to one another is um, really important to understand that it's going away. (laughs) <laughs> you know, we, we don't we don't speak to one another. I mean, there, how many times we, we've complained about the kids, the grandkids, whoever, you know, might be sitting across from one another in a room and, you know, they're texting each other instead so of talking. Uh, well, that is happening on a larger, larger, much larger scale. In fact, it's almost global how we do not talk to one another ever again, uh, well, much anymore anyway. And, and if we could avoid doing it, we're getting to a point where we could avoid talking to anybody ever again. Um, I have a feeling that a lot of us would go for that, which would be the end of civilization, you know, (laughs) communicate. A machine can never communicate your unspoken feelings in the way that the human puts um, emphasis or connotations on syllables. A machine can never express, um, you know, the sound of your voice, You can never do it. But what we have been moved f- to is uh, away from the dialectic process. As Doctor uh, Marlene McMillan talks about this all the time when she comes on the show, and she talks about it all the time. Period. Um, we've been moved to a a group think type of situations, and, and check this out: like the the polls. You know, the the polls, Gallup, uh, you know, uh, uh polls, Reuters, the polls. We've gotten to a point where they can't be wrong, and it's nothing wrong with the polls. It's got to be something wrong with you. Are you hearing me? I want you to understand where you're being guided to even in the midst of this uh, deception, disaster uh, that's going on, and you know, in, in, um, chaos that's happening here in this country right now. There is a method to it. It is to strengthen your opinion uh, or and your dependence upon groupthink, which means that whatever polls that they present to you Those polls are right and if you disagree with them, there's nothing wrong with the polls. I want you to hear me. There's something wrong with you. This became very evident that the progressive uh, socialist um, communist Democrats this became very apparent that this is the way they thought when Hillary lost the election. Okay? Because the polls, uh, there was nothing wrong with the polls. At least that's what they wanted you to believe. But if the outcome of American uh, voting was different than what the polls said they should be, then there must be something wrong with the American people. And so now let's set about doing what we can to show them just how wrong they were by assaulting the president, barraging him constantly. We're going to show the, the American people just how wrong they are and just how right the polls were. They, are, they, they have that on the brain They are consumed with the ideals that their polls could not possibly have been that far off. Yeah, 63 million Americans voted for the president, uh, giving him uh, in in 50 states, over a 50 state period in the territories, even, you know, giving him, making him the electorally elected president of the United States. And aren't you glad you should be? I know that the Dems wish that, um, of course, if they had won the electoral college, but we were electing presidents on the popular vote, all the Dems would still be mad at the popular vote. (laughs) Then they would be concerned that little Delaware does not get uh, a voice. In this thing, they may be concerned if Louisiana uh, you know gets a voice or Arkansas gets a voice in uh, who becomes President of the United States. if it's just popular, vote California and New York City would elect the presidents of the United States every time if we just had to worry about popular votes. Only thing we'd have to look at would be the big cities and how they're voting, and most of you know how the big cities vote, if we were just going on popular vote. But folks, the group think would want you to believe that either way that poll goes and then see this is the way the progressives work. This is how they this is their hustle. This is how they make their living. This is how, this is their hustle. They must get you to believe that they are right at all times. And the anger that they are experiencing right now really doesn't have anything to do with um, you, (laughs) okay? No, they had a pretty good grasp on you. It has to do with who you broke their opinion polls with by putting him in the White House as your president, Their angst is with what is it that he has? What is it that he's saying? What is it that he has promised? What is it that he has done? That has you so wrong about your opinion? Because it's not a part of the group think. Huh? You you, you see... You have not pledged allegiance or you have broken allegiance with um, political correctness, (laughs) which is designed to cause relativism. And what the group decides is what um, the language is going to, to be centered around. But when you break with that, when you break with the tribe and what they're thinking, and what they have been thinking, then you become an enemy of the state. That's, that's the way this is becoming. is the way this is playing out right now. You become an enemy of the state. That's the way the Dems would like it to be. Why do you have such an animus from the Speaker of the House, who is third in line to the Presidency of the United States? Why do you have such animosity between her and Donald John Trump? Why does she display that? Some may say it's because it's the way he is. No, 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 it's not. No, many many times, too many times. This president is minding his own business. They simply don't like the fact that he's moving you away from their spell because you better believe it. They had put a spell on you. They have you at to a point where everybody's looking around to see what the group thinks before acting on their own. Nope. Nope. Let's see what the group thinks. Let's see what the group thinks. Because we, God forbid we act outside of what the group thinks. Because they will come after us if we do. That's what's been happening. And um, there are, there's such deceit that's going on right now. And that's not who we, we as individuals, of course, form a whole. And of course, there's deceit within every one of us. But there's also that Judeo-Christian ethic that still a majority of Americans actually embrace. And that, and in that, is found our remedy for the type of maliciousness that we naturally have inside of our human nature. It's that Judeo Christian ethic. That's what's made us the most exceptional nation on the face of the planet. Who we are as Americans. Donald John Trump had begun reprogramming that he had, be, he had begun reprogramming that and, and friends even though I know what's been said and I've seen all the, the latest data uh, that's made public uh, on this corona thing but it, I, I just cannot get over the and, and, and it's been said that in China there, is, there are no coincidences <laughs> okay I cannot get over just how high flying spectacular uh, this economy in our country was just three months ago, huh just three months ago, we were flying high in a spectacular type of way and and friends, even though I have seen the latest data that, you know, we as civilians can see, and I've read through the latest data that we as civilians can read, I just uh, am uh, befuddled as to how timely, ill-timed, I should say, ill-timed, all of this came about. You do know that the president was, was, had everybody. He had the Iranians. He had little Kim. He had the Chinese coming to the table to, to bargain and ante up. He had our European allies all anteing up. I mean, the economy was flying high. The stock market was up, and it was... Up and it, w- it was up, and then it'd go down every once in a while, but hey, that's what happens. Things correct themselves, and, you know, it starts to go up in your po- portfolios, go up. Your 401ks go up. Suddenly, because of a virus, and get this, because of a virus that Joe Biden would have you believe the president is not taking responsibility for. That's what Joe Biden
0: would. What what is what is he
1: talking about? The Dems would have you believe that the president is trying to blame China to keep from taking responsibility for this himself. What kind of unwound foolishness is that? is there anybody out there who can, do, who can tell me? I, I mean, I'll soon be able to take your calls again. Once we able to get them screened again, I'll be taking your calls again. Because you never know what you might get up in here if um, we don't screen the calls. And even though I probably could deal with it okay, doing a two-hour show, and uh, I my hat is off to Hannity and Rush, um, uh, to mentors of mine, Hannity in particular, um... I admire how, you know, you do three hours of radio. I know how they, I know how they do it. It's easy. But, but, you know, do you do three hours of radio a day? Man. That's brutal. And if you do it like I'm doing it, it's brutal. To do two straight hours of talking. Especially when it's just you. And the, the, the main thing is to do this. And I know a lot of you out there, uh, a lot of young people out there, a lot of young people have approached me and have asked me about, uh, hey, you know, I'd love to get on radio. I got a great voice and yada, 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 and all that. Um, that's, it just takes the entertainer. Rush doesn't have a great voice. Hannity doesn't have a great voice. I don't necessarily think I have a great voice. People tell me I do, and I appreciate that. I really do, and I'm blessed with whatever God gave me. But uh, the fact of the matter is that's not what it takes to do radio, a great voice. No. There used to be a time when people said, oh, yeah, he has a radio voice. What you need to be on radio is what Howard Stern has always been, entertaining. That's what uh Hannity's always been. That's what Rush has always been. Beck was a master. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's another mentor, radio mentor of mine, Glenn Beck. I know a lot of you fell in out with Glenn, but he's still a friend of mine. And yeah, absolutely so, and always will be. He was a master at radio. Still is. My good buddy Andrew real Wilkow. Masters at radio. And to do... That the way they do it. it's absolutely amazing. I'll be back with more of the C.L. Bryan Show. We have a lot, a lot to talk about today. Uh, in the end, keep this in mind. There's going to be a theme from here until the end of the show. In the end, we all get caught. <laughs> I'll talk to you when we come back. Don't go anywhere. We're building the bridge to conversation throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the planet. Be right back. ZL, bye with you on this great day in the USA. Thank all of you for coming along with us as we build a bridge to conversation. As I was saying to you, uh, one of the themes that we will uh, have throughout this show uh, will be uh, this. In the end, <laughs> we all get caught. And, and sometimes, right now, that's a good thing, okay? <laughs> okay, that's a good thing right now um, everybody gets caught sometimes for those who and we'll talk about it a little bit later on uh, who understand what I'm about to say that's a good thing in the midst of um, talking about Hannity and this is one of his favorite catchphrases uh, let not your heart be troubled." of course he uh, takes that from the 14th chapter of John um yeah, but it, it is it is a good it's a good word for right now. In the midst of uh, deception, disease, disaster, personal disaster, let not your heart be troubled, nor be afraid, because friends, this is a year whether you take it like this or not, but I've been saying this for before the year came, before, back in 2019, I was saying that the year 2020 would also represent clearer vision. And I, we, we just didn't realize just how clear our vision was going to become. Here in 2020. At the beginning of this year, we were impeaching the President of the United States, at least Nancy Pelosi was. And we were seeing clearly just how partisan all. These games that are being run on us, the American people. And we were seeing how the game was being run on the American president. Clearly, we've we've been able to see. We've been able to see clearly uh, how the game is played or played as Joe Namel would say. Yeah. This has been that year where we have been able to get a clear look at how this sausage, if you don't play ball with the political bosses, we have gotten a clear look, a 2020 look at how the political bosses in the House of Representatives want to play this game. And friends, let me tell you something. They're not fooling around. And they can't fool around because they know their time is short. Five months... Well, no, uh, six months, Mm -hmm. six months till the Democrats are voted out of the House of Representatives. Six months. They know that their time is short. That's something they're seeing clearly in 2020. But now that's what I'm saying based upon what I'm seeing and hearing from you as far as your motivation and mobilization to get out to the polls is going to be sorry so it's going to all depend on you in other words and it looks as though we'll be ready to go we'll be ready to march because um it is being said it's being seen that the um vaccine may be um available at least on an emergency uh, basis in July yeah we overcome because we want to overcome are you hearing me and so uh, it appears that um, stock market responded to that real good Uh, It appears that there may be um, a antivirus injection that we can take in the next month and a half. In the meantime, um, we need to get back to work. Yeah. In the meantime, we need to get back to work. The, uh, it's called the Moderna, um, stock uh, the Moderna uh, vaccine and it shows promise I think it was 40 people that they um, tested it on and those who were coming down with Corona recovered before it got further that's very promising That's very swift. Now, this is what I want you to pay attention to. Keep your eyeballs peeled because it's going to happen. The Dems are going to say that the president is being reckless in shoving this type of Um, serum off on the American people. Yeah. they, They make it all political. When you know, and I know, and if you didn't know, let me tell you, this is in the hands of our best medical professionals. Who, by the way, the president is not one of them. He is the president of the United States and he directs them to do their job on behalf of our nation. But this has nothing to do with the president as far as developing the serum this fast, except for him putting the pressure on those who can to get moving quickly. That's what this president has always done. He put pressure on our uh, EU partners, European Union partners, to ante up, to to step up to the table, because what he knew is that we could do better. And guess what? We did better. He put pressure on the Chinese to stop um, trying to, play us for fools because he knew they could act better and at least they pretended to act better and so did little Kim so did the Iranians but at least they acted better toward us even though it was deception they acted better which gave us an opportunity to see them in a more 2020 type of light because we saw then just how deceptive they wanted to be and how deceptive they are. We already knew the Iranians were. Very deceptive because these people made weapons of mass destruction. Uh, The Iraqis in particular were Saddam, Saddam, was the head of this. These people made weapons of mass destruction disappear because they, they were, they did exist. They, they did exist. They had been used on the people themselves by the dictators. So they did exist. So we know that they had been deceptive in the past because they made those weapons of mass destruction disappear. They must have had David Copperfield over there. And so that's where we are. And it causes people to be doubled minded. (laughs) But not in the way that uh, David Girin, the prime minister, the first prime minister of Israel. He coined this. He coined this phrase. He said these words. In order to be a realist, you must believe in miracles. (laughs) As the first prime minister of Israel back in 1948, when no one thought that the Jews would ever have their own country again after being scattered to the four corners of the wind for thousands of years. No one thought. And so, David Gurion was absolutely spot on. When speaking even of the existence of America, I must use his words when I think about how we have overcome so many things in our nation. we got a long way to go on a lot of things, but not nearly as far as some would have you think. No, not nearly. And, and I'm going to bring a reality to you. A friend of mine, uh, Rupert uh, Parchman and I were talking about this um, just over the weekend. And, and it brought to mind something that I want to speak with you about. But in order to be a realist, oh and this gets deep uh, if we really were to delve into it you must be a you must believe in miracles in order to be a realist you must believe in miracles David Guerin first prime minister of Israel and when you look at it in the context from where he was talking about and what he was saying is surrounded by people who hate them Surrounded by people who hate them, with their backs against the sea. In order to be a realist, you must believe in miracles. Awesome. And and friends, this um, COVID vaccine people would tell you that it would take a year two years to develop something that was even close to effective what does that tell you i'm gonna tell you what it tells you it tells you That in many cases, and now now I applaud our scientists. I believe in the work. I love the work of doctors and scientists. They are truly the rock stars among us. Okay? No doubt about it. But I believe a lot of the research dollars... Instead of going ahead and getting the research and the work done and getting cures out the door. And I'm a real, I'm a real, uh, uh, I'm paying close attention to this now. Because, you know, they're getting closer and closer to a cure for cancer, breast cancer and so forth. And my wife, of course, has passed away with breast cancer. And you, you pay close attention to things that you were hoping would have broken in her lifetime. And what I'm seeing uh, here when we uh, look at the acceleration of a vaccine that crippled the world, that has crippled the world, and the even the, the, the desire and the, the move of the Chinese to try and steal our research on the cure for COVID, When I look at that, when I see how amazing that is, how fast they have moved, then I believe that um, somehow we are getting duped even by those who are doing a good work when they get these large grants for research. Perhaps research doesn't take a year to two years, but they need it to be that long. I guess I'll put it that way. Things can move along much quicker, but they need it to be that long. As long as there's not an impending doom that's facing all of us. Otherwise, they needed to be long. If we didn't need this coronavirus vaccine now, because if we don't have something uh, quickly, soon, we could damage ourselves irreparably um, as a a nation for a long, long time. And we then could see ourselves uh, cranking out the fundamental change that Barack Obama wanted, what Hillary Clinton would have brought about. But uh, the amazing thing is, and, and this is where we are, and this this tells you that whoever is president of the United States, they really can't mess up too bad unless there is a catastrophe that happens uh, like this. And this president was no, nowhere near the reason for this is the Democrats want you to believe. believe. That's just not true. But... It does let you see, taking into account that if Hillary had become president, if Ocasio Cortez had become president, if Bernie Sanders had become president, they could not have spent as much money in the time that we have spent this money. I don't think they could have spent that in eight years. (laughs) I don't think we would have let them spend that much money in eight years. But we, we did spend the money to save ourselves. But of course, included in all that was a lot of pork and you know, it a lot of things that didn't even go, uh, uh toward, uh, COVID-19, which tells us that they play us like this all the time. Are you hearing me? They play us like this all the time. And and the only way to stop it is to simply say or to say, "Hey, uh, you're not gonna play me anymore. I, I'm 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 tired. I'm awake. Uh, that's what the whole woke movement is about, especially for black people. I'm woke, and white folks, uh, everybody, Americans, red, yellow, black, and white. It's time for you to be woke too. Stay woke." Oh, you woke. <laughs> yeah, I know that it's improper grammar, but it's uh, the way to do that. It's become very popular, especially black voices for Trump. Check it out. I'm CL. This is CL Bryan Show. There's so much more for us to talk about here. Today, and I'm going to return after these brief words with more of the C.L. Bryant show building the bridge to conversation throughout the great nation, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story. The world has ever known, and that is America. Download free VCL CL Bryant Show app, VTAG CL Bryant Show app, and follow me on Twitter at Rev R E V C L Bryant. I'll be back. Don't you go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving.
0: So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for.
2: So you sacrificed Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio.
1: God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend
0: a helping hand. And for the flag I stand.
1: CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. First hour of the CL Brian Show. Almost gone. In the end, we all get caught. Second hour, that's what we're going to be speeding toward as far as conversation is concerned. In the end, we all get caught. Now, let me set up the next hour by sharing this with you. Mark Twain said these words. And... um, as all of you know, I'm a prol- prolific, just prolific reader. I read everything. And what I can never uh, embrace is people who want to erase history, people who want to take down monuments to history. And who don't want their children to see certain aspects of history, their history. What bothers me most is when black people say that they don't want black children to see that they, their ancestors in this country were once slaves, if that gives them a very poor self-image, well, it just depends on how you present that image to them. If you present to them the image of them being their ancestors who were slaves then that's the wrong way to go about it. Surely you're going to give people low self-esteem if you tell them that they are still like their ancestors were in this country if you tell them that. Yeah. But if you point it out that they are a success story, in fact, the best success story that this country has to point to, if you point that out, then when you tell the story of their ancestors of our ancestors to them they see the strength of character that it took for us to survive in this country and you also begin to see the game that's being played on you to keep you at a certain place in your thinking you see the whole black vote as far as the block 98% voting Democrat is a testament to the power of group think. But Mark Twain said these words, and this is where you have to um, get into the groove of what's going to happen here in our next hour. The two most important days in your life the day you are born and the day you find out why. The two most important days in your life are the day that you were born and the day you find out why hey um, I have a feeling that this circumstance this predicament that we are in right now as I was saying in the last segment it's giving us the vision of the numbered year twenty twenty. It's giving us vision. It's 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 giving us an ability to find out why. It's 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 causing us to question our why in our existence. And, and maybe I'm deeper uh, into it these days because of the recent loss of my wife. Uh, and, and, um, you know, we had such um, an incredible journey together. It was incredible. When I, when I look back on it, I just look back on, on where we came from and how we did what we did. And I uh, always had uh, fun, even through the um, herod, harrying uh, adventures <laughs> sometimes that we would be on yeah it was it was just amazing how and, and you know, it, you ask yourself, and of course we we all know that the road ends, oh it ends somewhere uh, yeah I-20 turns into I-10 going east, and uh, it, uh, it ends in the Pacific Ocean. Going west, rather. Going west. I-20 turns into um, I-10 going west, and it ends in the Pacific Ocean. There at um, Santa Monica Pier. That's where it ends. Going east uh stays twenty twenty ends at the Atlantic Ocean all roads in they may lead somewhere, but all roads in and 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 friends, the road that we have been taken down by these dims over these last three and a half years that road's about to end. And this year, 2020, is a year where we're able to see clearly in hindsight. Oh, if there was ever a time where that phrase is absolutely um, in play, it's now. Hindsight, 2020. Oh, it's going to be entertaining (laughs) to see Comey squirm. It's going to be entertaining to see if the president keeps Ray as the head of the FBI. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because more and more we are seeing without question that everybody that went Two jail that worked that were associated with this administration were set up the president himself set up set up, and as I tweeted out over the weekend, if they can uh, do that to him, a president of the United States, a duly elected president of the United States, if they can do that to him, if they can deny him due process. Hey, guess what? That's right. They can do it to you. They will do it to you. And the 2020 of this, in hindsight particularly, we're finding out they have done it to us. By doing it to him and lying to us about it. They have done it to us. And that's the way you're going to have to think about this, at least in your own way. What's been done to you? And you got to ask yourself that question. Listen, you you may think that um, the FBI behaving badly, it's no business of yours. Yes, it is. You pay for it. You you, 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 You pay for it. And you grow up with this idea in your head, with this um, image in your mind, that there are righteous people in the world who stand between us and chaos because that's what they do. And believe me, friends, there are. I have friends who are FBI agents, and many friends in, who are police officers around this country. And believe me, friends, they they are pure at heart. But then you get the ones who become bureaucrats, and they become very, very uh, self-aware that they have certain powers. To even affect a president, Some administration administration, they can affect a president's administration by spinning lies about the man, and they do it aided and abetted by a media and a former president who is outgoing. And vice president who is outgoing, who are in on the delusion and the deception that they are pointing off on the American people. They're in on it. And we had been naive enough to think that the higher they got, the more. I don't know, it's just it's disappointing to say the least it's disappointing to say the least but we have 2020 vision now in the end we all get caught <laughs> oh yeah we're gonna talk about that a little bit when we come back after the break. In the end, we all get caught. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show, and uh, winners, losers, is always those. It's gotta be. There's always gotta be winners. There's always gonna be someone who doesn't do quite as well, and they consider themselves losers. And, of course, if they didn't win, uh, then they, what, what, what do they come in? First, second, third? He didn't win. You know, in my mind, um, I don't think Vince Lombardi actually said these words, but it's been attributed to him. These words have been attributed to him. Uh, winning isn't the only thing. It's everything. Oh, yeah, victory on the cross was everything. It wasn't the only thing. It was everything. He had to win. Christ had to win on the cross. In fact, he not only had to win on the cross, Christ had to win over death. That's the victory in our Christian faith. (laughs) So he beat death. He won. I'll be back in just a few minutes. I don't want any of you to go anywhere. I want you to, to grab everything that I'm about to share with you here after these words. In the end, we all get caught. talk to you more about that in detail when we return, because Americans, we either now must embrace a winning mentality, or we're going to be losers. I'll be back to talk to you after the news. <music>
2: True.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the Fruited Plains, of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, and I want to thank you for coming along with us as we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. Now, let me... Um, <laughs> Let me say this to you, or at least let, let, let me, let me, let me, here, let me get this. that. that uh, there are some things, friends, that um, we do indeed take for granted. All right. Now. Keep in mind that in order for. Evil to prevail. It only takes people who know better to remain silent. Hmm? That's the way I would say it. <laughs> and it's true. That's all that it takes for evil to prevail. And that is for people who know better to not speak up and say something. You see, many times people who are nuts, at one time they knew that they were going nuts, that they were nuts. Unless, you know, they were a nutty kid. (laughs) But if they became that way, and a lot, I, a lot of my friends think I've lost my mind too. But I, so I, I get it. Okay, but but there, there are people who are obviously deviants from the norm of what we all know is that right. And we, we, we say they're nuts. Okay, but they, they usually, or at least at one time, they knew they were nutty. They were going nuts. But then it became normal for them to behave that way around themselves. And they took on the identity of nut. Now, you take, um, for instance, a Stacy Abram. I'm not calling her a nut. I'm not saying she's a nut. But um, she was a lackluster public uh, state official. And you must be Kidding me that a f- person who could not win her own state's governor's seat and was a lackluster state official, you, you, you're seriously talking about Democrats putting this person on the ticket to run with Joe Biden and put her a heartbeat away from the presidency of the United States of America? Are you kidding me? And those of you who know better, uh, all it takes for this type of f- foolishness to prevail is for you, you know, just don't, don't say anything. Because in the end, um, it's all going to come out in the wash. It does. It comes out, we all get caught in the end, and I'm talking to everybody, Christian, Jew, Buddhist, Hindu, Muslim, unbeliever, atheist, whoever you are, everybody, in the end, we all get caught, at least by my doctrine. May not be yours, but there is a gateway to understanding or knowing that all of us must pass under uh, that dark veil, pass through it to the light. Yeah, we see through a glass darkly now. That's the way Paul describes it. We don't we don't even see reality in its fullest. Jane does now. My wife sees reality in its fullest now. She's like him. She is like him. She is with him. You know, so she sees the reality of of this like he does having experienced it in the flesh. Now, as Paul says, now we see this life through a glass darkly. But then we'll see it face to face, the reality of it, the way it is. And in the process of doing that, um, we live this life. And I was talking to you about winners and losers, but friends, I was saying to you and I was using the life of Christ as an example of winning and losing. Even his life was about winning and and losing his whole life was the fight against evil and darkness and things that people knew were not right. But they said nothing. They, they were afraid to say anything. He came to set that at liberty, the ability to speak to God for yourself. Do you realize how liberating that is? But but when we look at the Democrat Party, what they want to be is the mediator. you understand between you and your government between you and your own consciousness. you elect, you put them in office, so you, you put them there to be the mediator between you and government, but, but they, they should never between, become the mediator between you and your constitutional rights. No, they, they, have, they don't have that power. But you know what? It's amazing how we sometimes are eager to relinquish that as well. Just for the sake of comfort and you don't have to worry about it. That's, that's, what, that's what happens. That's what actually happens with that. We're la- we get lazy and we're willing to give up our own liberty to someone who will abuse us. Some of them want to abuse you. Some of them want to be abused. Some of them want to use you. And some of them l- want to be used by you. But they got to get paid. <laughs> that was a great song. I yeah, was it the Eurythmics. I think it was "Sweet Dreams" are made of these, and 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 that is what they sell you—a sweet dream. And who are you to disagree with with the polls that they bring to you? If you if you disagree with that poll, there's nothing wrong with the poll. Something wrong with you. And that's how we find ourselves here pitted in this battle with the media attacking the president of the United States because there's nothing wrong with the polls. It has to be something wrong with you who elected us, who elected him. Hmm. Black folks, anybody who's not saying the same thing as Al Sharpton, and, oh, that's, although I tell you what, that is breaking up, folks. That little monopoly, that little game is breaking up. Black folks don't even want to be associated with Al Sharpton much anymore. No, nah, they're they, they not ready to jump on that too much anymore. <laughs> Unless somebody gets beat down, you know, and Al, Al, Al comes back into prominence. But do you understand that uh, your pain is their gain? You do understand that, don't you? Your pain is the Democrats, Al Sharpton and the Democrats, Nancy Pelosi, is their gain. This pain that we're in right now is the ability, gives them an opportunity to sneak in stuff uh, on us that we would absolutely say no to under normal circumstances wouldn't we you dead gum right so our pain is their gain and that's the way it has been they played this hustle they hoodwinked swindled bamboozled us As a voting block, a black voting block. I'm, you know, full disclosure. I'm a black man telling this story. I saw this come about, even when I was a child. I've been engaged uh, in politics since I was 16 years old, and even before then, because my parents were engaged in it. But I, you know, I was a part of the youth chapters and the youth in in a you know, youth. groups community groups and stuff but I was never really into it man I I just wanted to do something else I wanted to go I want to go see if I could get some girls in my car and go driving somewhere you know what I'm saying that's what I was into but at 16 um, my pastor got really hooked up into this campaign with uh, the first black state representative of Louisiana since reconstruction his name would be Alphonse Jackson and a uh, democrat uh, and i worked on that campaign i became absolutely enamored with it and i guess it was in my blood yeah and so my point is this every reward every gift that we're told about in my discipline even when you face your maker when you face your creator there are rewards, there are gifts that he gives to those who have loved him and there's of course um, disappointment for those who fail to do that, that's my doctrine, you can believe it any way you want that's the way I believe it Because evidently that's really the picture that life right here gives to us. That's the way things are. There's always been winners. And there's always been losers. I saw Satan, Lucifer cast out of heaven. Like lightning that's how quick fast in a hurry God kicked his behind out of the heavens always been winners always losers the cross there was going to be a victory or a defeat at the gravesite. and I thank God my, my blessed hope is found in my personal faith that he is alive, he is risen as he said he would but we all get caught in the end Christians, Jews Muslims, whoever you are Hindus, atheists, believers non-believers, whoever you are we all get caught in the end we all go through the process of having to review what it was that we did here. And whatever you may be trying to hide about yourself in the midst of these honest times where there's so much exposing of ourselves going on, maybe you should take in account what your legacy, eternal legacy, will be. Because uh, when you face an invisible enemy and f- friends, let me tell you something, uh, even though I think we're better prepared for uh, anything that comes upon us here in the future, looks like a vaccine will be available, at least on emergency basis uh, in July, which gives them uh, the opportunity to continue developing that. It seems uh, in South Florida and in Georgia and places like that, where people, um, beaches and business and all that have opened up and flourishing uh, there does not seem, there does not seem to be um, any escalation of this and and so it's time now to do some soul searching because others will come about there are other uh, pestilence there's there's more pestilence to come about once the locusts left, you know, you know, the flies come, you know, what, what have you. Then the blood comes, right? Hmm? Then death. Pestilence is foretold. Those four horsemen of the apocalypse that scripture talks about uh, gives us an indication that in the end, uh, we all um, uh, have to face difficulties, you face difficulties now but scripture, Christ describes a time that the world had never seen before nor shall ever see again this type of tribulation and uh, this is just the beginning I fear my friends of sorrow and my pastor has uh, James A. Mennessy has a way of saying this, uh, you know, you're going to go, you're going to see God through the cloud or through the cloud, okay? <laughs> and so, so that, that's just the way that that has play out. And one of the reasons why I believe that in the end we all have to atone, we all we all have to answer for. And, and, well, well, Christians have already. A- their belief in Christ has given them the answer for their sins. They, that has been atoned for. But then there's rewards that Christians, people who uh, love God, we're told, receive. Which And some of them are great. And some of them are not as great. All of the rewards that you get in heaven will be great, will be awesome. Especially those, uh, I was talking to one of my daughters, Miranda, the other day. And um, she was saying that uh, she came across St. Jane. That's her mother, my wife, um, um, who was the patron saint of lost causes. And I said, wow, now that would, I'm going to check that out. I haven't even double checked it. People send me stuff all the time. I never double check it. But I said, now, wow, now that would be fantastic because that's what I was when Jane and I, when I found her. I was basically a lost cause. A young man on his way to being an absolute lost cause. And even after we met, um, it was a fight for her to keep me from throwing it all away. I'm so grateful for what God put in my life. In the end, though, um... I hope I get some type of merit for the type of husband I became. And I know that she has achieved the ultimate merit for being a fantastic wife. So, even the children, our children rise up and call her blessed. Indeed, that's the biblical woman. That's what she was, but I'm expecting her rewards to be great because she was and is was the, the champion of people who were lost causes. I thank God I was a lost cause and she found or we found each other. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant show. I'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Don't any of you go anywhere. We got a lot to talk about. we Bye with you on this fantastic day in the USA. I certainly do appreciate uh, all of you coming along with us on a daily basis. 12.05 in the East and uh, until 2 p.m. In the same daily, tune us in, the C.L. Bryant Show, over our flagship station, Red State Talk. You can download free the Red State app. You can download the C.L. Bryant Show app and uh, listen to us wherever you go. There's an incredible lineup uh, throughout all of Red State. Uh, We're the largest. We're the talk monster. We're the talk monster. And um, back to what we were talking about, it... um, Has been said, and it was Mark Twain who said it, that um, the two most important days of your life the day you are born and the day you find out why you were born. And I think what we are Allowing or going to be allowed to examine is the why. We individually are here now because we're getting a very bare look at how short, how fragile life can be. How quickly, how brief it can be snuffed out. How, how soon it can be snuffed out. My heart bleeds for uh, people who took their loved ones to the hospital and, uh, two and three weeks ago. And uh, that's the last that they saw them. Period. Period. No goodbyes. Their loved ones died alone. Not because of circumstance. Well, yes, because of circumstance, but not because of anything that they had done as far as um, placing themselves out of reach. They were right there in the hospital, but they could not be seen. That's that's horrible. I mean, and, and it, 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 I haven't had an opportunity, as I've told you, to uh, memorialize my wife. The time is coming real quickly, though, when we're going to be able to do that. But. Um, I gotta tell you. <laughs> there it, it, it's hard. It hurts. Not to have that type of closure. And I I just cannot imagine people who didn't, who did not get a chance to say goodbye to their loved ones. Oh, for the last six months of Jane's life, it was basically a long goodbye. Oh, it was so sweet. But people who didn't get a chance to do that, friends, that's heartbreaking. So what price do we pay for the privilege then of owning our own rights and selves? That's what citizenship is all about, right? Is having some ownership of um, the way you live your life. And the only thing that... Uh, Citizens who were in the street and, you know, even those who had their guns with them and so forth. It was just a message. To convey as to the price that Americans are willing to pay for the privilege of owning ourselves as citizens. Of course, you put your spiritual self in the hands of your God. But there's a price. And no price, it seems, is too high to pay for the privilege of that type of citizenship and ownership of that citizenship. That's what the protests are all about. And I know you have people who are for and against and all that kind of thing. And I know that people that look at me, people like me, and, you know, it's rabble and, You know, the the deplorables and all, you know, Walmart shoppers, all that kind of thing. I, I know that. I understand that. I get it. I get that. I get it. But the fact of the matter is the message that we have always sent, even going back to the days of taxed enough already. Yes, tea, tea party. Going back to that. We're looking at Americans who were not afraid to say no price is too high to pay for the privilege of ownership citizen ownership that's what that's what being an american citizen is all about it's being able to own it are you hearing me being able to own it and when people tell you that you can't go and make the living that allows you to own it and get it Americans are, not going to sit, Americans are not going to sit still for that I mean those are your research dollars that go into this medicine thing right yeah, yeah those are, sometimes they're privately funded but a lot of times those are government grants that go into medical research your money So they, they they had better be quick, fast, and in a hurry. Not to play us, not to play a game with us because we have been hoodwinked, swindled, we've been bamboozled. We have been, we, that has been done to us. We've allowed it to happen. We let it happen. So what you gonna do? Wake up, get woke, stay woke. Because Americans, we've proven over and over again, and grassroots people have proven over and over again that America has not lost its itch for scratch. <laughs> oh, uh, that's a CLism. <laughs> um, yeah, America hadn't lost, America wants to make some money. America has not lost its itch for scratch. For money. Yeah. That's what a biker buddy of mine used to call money. Scratch. (laughs) And uh, America hadn't lost its itch. For scratch. And, and, And friends... There is no price too high to pay for the privilege of being yourself and not dancing to the music of the group or having your head on a swivel wondering what the group is going to say before you act. That within itself is bondage, and Americans that 's what we 're absolutely trying to break out of the bondage that socialism or, or pull away from. We need to pull away from that that type of bondage. But you know what I have realized is that there are a lot of people who like to be tied down. <laughs> Oh wait a minute! I don't really want to go there. But anyway, uh, there are people who like being in the dark. Let's put it like that. That's that's the that's the context that I mean it. I'm trying to say anything crazy, <laughs> but um, that's the context of I mean. I mean, people there are like people who like to be handicapped, and even that's word itself. Uh, they're they're trying to make that politically incorrect. That's, and that's what, and that's exactly what I'm talking about, huh? Language is currency. One world government, one world religion, in a place where language becomes, and language has always been currency. It it, it displays, it reveals, you know, you. It's your representative, your language is your representative Um, Profanity is um, In some cases A simple mind trying to Express itself forcefully That's usually what profanity is all about A person who just can't uh, Do anything else but You know, cuss You know you know that that that's what profanity is usually all about it's a simple mind expressing itself or at least trying to express itself forcefully and friends that is, is something I certainly hope that we take to heart and understand and uh, as my uh, as I'm still at home and I have my back porch window open and what you are hearing right now is the live emptying of the garbage truck <laughs> going down the alleyway behind my home and they're going now, but the that robot that modern machine you know the tractor is the greatest robot perhaps ever ever made. Made life so much easier. But the currency of how we will continue as Americans and, and how we will respond as Americans is how we speak about it. That determines the definition, the, def, the, the direction and the destination that we are going. I shared with, uh, I share this all the time, but I shared with um, um, Black Voices for Trump, um, some people in Colorado, we put on a, a Black Voices for Trump um, mega call a couple of days ago and I share this point that I've shared hundreds of times before, but I share this point. Um, Definitions, and whoever um, controls the definition also controls the destination of the conversation. If you agree upon the terms and definitions that you're speaking and using in that conversation, the definitions determine the destination of the conversation. Now you're talking about uh, apples, and I'm talking about oranges. We're both talking about fruit, but we're not talking about the same thing. You understand? That's where we—that's where we have gotten off to. As Americans, well, we, we, all, we all talk about fruit, how, how things smell and how good what you like, you know, all that kind of thing. But we, we're not ta- we, we haven't yet been able to sit down and talk about the same thing at the same time, unless somebody comes and drops a bomb on one of our buildings or does something crazy in one of our communities. That's the only time we're able to focus in on talking about one thing seriously in order to get something done and our memories and uh, are so short that it only takes a few minutes just a couple of days for us to forget how unified we were on the days of tragedy isn't that amazing I think it is absolutely amazing And so we face now in this Corona COVID 19 environment, we face now uh, a danger of moving from liberty to tyranny as we see some governors are um, not in the least. Worried about trampling on your civil rights as an an American citizen, as a citizen of that state. You know, In the name of being a good neighbor, and of course, I've said these words, it's time for us to be good neighbors. Pastors, when they first told us to close the churches, that was the words that came out of my mouth. It's time for us to be good neighbors and consider where we are before, uh, you know, if we need to do this and let's do this. But remember, I also told you uh, the time will come when we will say we've had enough of this. When we've gathered and looked at the medical reports for ourselves, we've listened to all of the medical experts for ourselves, and we have determined, since we are a self-governing nation, we determine that this is how we want to govern ourselves. And because we elected you governor does not mean that you are going to dictate our lives. No, we, we're a self-governing nation and that's what we're. That's what the people, the the people in the streets, the protesters in the streets, are kicking against is the heavy hand of government. That is the quintessential American response. Do they have what they what Americans deem? becomes the heavy hand of government. And I know that uh, a lot of times uh, people uh, like to put a face uh, and a label and a uh, moniker on uh, folks talking about, um, you know, well, they're all just, uh, you know, crazy Trump supporters. No, no, no. It's, well, you, they are. But they're not crazy. Not at all. They, they, in fact, they've been right. They were right on this collusion thing. They were right about Obama. <laughs> we were right about George Bush. Oh, yeah, we were right about George Bush before we were right about Obama. W, we were right about W. Before we were right about Obama. And we were right about um, the man who came in after Obama, weren't we? Yeah, he had uh, turned uh, our economy into the greatest one the nation had ever seen in just a very, very short time. And then this happened. And someone has said, I think the Chinese may have said it to themselves. Uh, don't believe in consequences. So. People, we have confused um, when it comes to our children. Schooling them with educating them. Oh, you can send them to school and house them in the schools. But for those of you who don't remember the story of an outstanding um Defensive player Dexter Manley Who played for the Washington Redskins Back in my day I want to tell you about his story When I return I'm CL Please don't go anywhere Be right back You thought I was worth saving
0: So you came and changed my life
1: Best I can. always lend the in the heaven
0: hand,
1: and for the flag I stay. CL back with you on this great day in the USA, and I want to thank all of you for being there as um, we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation, um, America. Dexter Manley. Um, was once called and the Secretary of Defense um, yesterday uh, or the day before yesterday, I can't remember. Um, got word that um, he had come down with um, the coronavirus and had been hospitalized for it. He's um, 61, I think he's about 60, 61 years old, a little bit older than Dexter. Um, I remember, uh, coming out of high school there in Houston, Texas, and, um, went on up to Oklahoma State, Cowboy, and played up there, and was drafted in the fifth round uh, back in 1981, you know, master, the Manster, the Manster, Dexter Manley, and, um, This is his story, though, and friends, I told you that the theme of this was um, through all of our ups and downs and our journeys in this life. In the end, we all get caught. Let me see if I can tie Dexter Manley's story into that theme. born large man large child rather he wasn't born a large man <laughs> well, it seemed that way I think him and Shaq were probably born large men uh, but he's always been big huge saw so him once uh, came to a Christian a fellowship of Christian athletes uh, gathering uh, shook hands with him and my hand disappeared to looks like a catcher's mitt or something that's how big his hand was And from the time he was in elementary in elementary school, they knew that this boy had potential to be an athlete. So they passed him on through, even though he didn't get his lesson. Same thing happened in junior high school. Oh, he played great junior high ball in Houston. Great prospect for high school coaches and scouts. Pass him on, didn't get his lesson. He didn't get his lesson. Scholarship College, Oklahoma. State, where he was a dominant, dominant player. But still, they didn't take him uh, until the fifth round. 115, I think he was overall picked. Which is great. He made plenty of money. As a football player, Washington Redskins, all the way down to, I think it was the um, Shreveport Pirates, we had a, uh, a semi-pro team that Manley wound up on way back in the 90s, 94, I think it was, around that time. I was headed back, I was coming back to Shreveport, and the Pirates were leaving, <laughs> uh, and we won two Super Bowl championships pro bowler, first team all pro, 70 greatest Redskins. He's in the Redskin ring of fame. But he broke everybody's heart one day in Washington, D.C., in front of a Senate committee uh, investigating and discussing illiteracy. And this man, this mountain of a man, Dexter Manley, began to boo-hoo-hoo in front of God, country, and everyone who was watching. And of course, this was replayed and replayed. You can Google it. Replayed and replayed and replayed. Why was he crying? Why are you crying? Why are you crying? He was crying because he wanted to admit to everybody that he had lived all of his life couldn't read didn't know how to read He he had been able to get to a point to deceive people and get people to uh, read that form, Pretending his eyes weren't good and Yanni, You know just, He cried I remember sitting on uh, Wherever we were living I don't know let's see uh, It would have been in the 90's We uh, may have been coming back from Florida We may have still been in Florida At that time Back heading back to Louisiana Yeah But I remember watching that And I remember tears coming to my eyes as well. And the courage it took to admit that. And so, um, we all get caught. In the end, you may think that for some reason there is something that in this lifetime you have gotten away with, but we all get caught. We all come clean. In the end, if I have one word or message for our Democrat counterparts, you got caught, and Obama is not going to be able to save you. Biden is not going to be able to save himself. And you keep in mind, I'm telling you, you better start listening, hearing what I'm saying. I told you that Andrew Cuomo is right now, right now, even though Joe Biden has the, the, the news feed on it. But Andrew Cuomo, I believe, has gotten the nod. And Biden is going to have to, for health reasons, whatever you want to call it, he's going to bow out. Andrew Cuomo will step in. And he will be um, left-leaning to get the Ocasio-Cortezes. Of course, I don't think he has any love lost for Ocasio-Cortez. Heck, those jobs that could have been great for his city, for his state, um, are gone. And she ran Amazon off. (laughs) Idiot, totally idiot. Yeah. But I think he's going to be their choice. Of course, Trump will beat him like a drum, too. Yeah. He's he's got a brother sort of like Billy Carter. (laughs) Except uh, Chris is not, you know, they have a beer belly. and uh, He doesn't have a beer belly or anything like that. But he's, uh, you know, a misfit, haphazard, younger brother. It's a pain in your side. You're an older brother who's always getting in trouble and you're trying to do something and your little brother is always there screwing up and you got to take time to get him out of trouble so you can get on with doing the thing and whatever. We all get caught in the end. And Democrats, you got caught. However you may be living your life personally, you're going to get caught in the end. Let your yea be yea and your nay be nay. And that's what Americans are doing now. They're saying to their government, nay, nay, nay. No, we don't want to go along with this. And so we're not going to go along with this. I want you to stop. That's what we're saying. We've gotten them caught. And Obama can't save them. Joe Biden can't save himself. And even if they get Andrew Cuomo, the president is going to get four more years. And we're going to be able to see an economy come roaring back we must be aware that um, just like this particular virus was unleashed upon uh, the world there can may and probably will be others be more coming down the road there might be a wave of them because I, I hate to sound like some uh, conspiracy theorist or whatever. Um, I'm not, but I do know that if the Chinese could be as um, deceitful about this virus, then so can others. So can the Russians. Yeah. And certainly the Iranians. So could the Cubans. But there's no scientific research, I don't think, going on of that nature in Cuba. They just poll. They just real poll in Cuba. (sighs) Friends, come clean with yourself that's the only way to reinforce our core values in this country is for us to come clean with ourselves and stop dancing to that music that the socialist progressive democrat want us to dance to wake up America wake up and stay woke can't you just watch with me just a few more months until we get Donald John Trump reelected can't rest now Let's push and pull this wagon together because it was much better when he was succeeding before this coronavirus thing took place. It was much better. Oh, our lives were great. We were headed toward really green pastures. Our religious freedom was strong. All of that. We must recover. Well, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day here on the show. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I'm C.L. And my heartfelt desire for each and every one of you is that God will bless and keep you all.